Let's jump to the best trailer of the year, in my opinion, so far. All right, February. It's early, but you know, it's good. It's a good teaser, dude. I I think this has I think this has staying power. It has legs, as they say in the industry. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question: Will you see it? Hello, Mr. Ted Willett. It is episode 216 of the Trailer Junkies podcast. Thank you, sir. How are you this week? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm a little beat. Uh, long week. I know. We had the whole weekend. Long week, long weekend. <laughs> it's Sunday night, so it's a little bit late even in the recording time this week for uh, our Thursday drop, but that's okay. That's okay. We'll get it done. We can we you, we can knock it out, or you can knock it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can knock out the recording, uh, the editing, and getting all the... All the incidentals up, so yeah. So with that said, what are you drinking? <laughs> oh, do I go first? How about you go first? Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> I have a Mercaholics. I don't even know what that it means. It's Mercaholics from Alvarado Street Brewing. Oh, okay. Um, it's a double IPA, eight point one percent ABV, and it's like just a bunch of dudes sitting there like just chilling they look like the workaholics that's probably what it is but they're right but they're murkaholics i don't even know what that means but the murkaholics right so it's just a rip off of the work workaholics uh tv show oh is that what that is yeah oh okay so let's see oh wow this is like this is like an east coaster man this is like hazy looking <laughs> I mean, well yeah i guess it is yeah that's murk murky murk murka okay now i got it now i got it <laughs> Well, I had to go first because I have uh, I had two beers to choose from, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go hard with the other with this with the the, the slugger. Oh, you wanted to beat me? Is that it? I wanted to beat you, and I have uh, from our good friend Mark at uh, at Handy Market. Okay, I was there on Friday, and I was like, "Give me some beers for the podcast." He goes, "Oh yeah, you guys." You guys are the podcast. I got to come so big that you can't beat me. <laughs> Next week. So this week, uh, Mark helped me pick. It's called, uh, it's from El Segundo. So we're all fans of El Segundo. Yeah. It's called Nuclear Power Plant. Oh, that sounds high. <laughs> it's a quadruple IPA. Wow. Clocking in at 13.2. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I have anything in there. <laughs> wow. It's got like the it's got like the nuclear symbol, except the tops. Ted, it's Sunday, man. It's Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, I'm gonna put myself to sleep. I don't know what I have in the fridge, but I I might have like a ten or eleven, but I don't think I have anything close to a thirteen plus. So thirteen point two. Mark Mark gave me a bunch of beers. So this uh, these February shows, if we can, if I can stay on track, and if we can knock these out, these four that he gave me for February are going to be amazing. Oh, I can't wait! Very very happy for all the beers. We even have uh, a new the new style. Remember that lager that I had last time? It was like lager with oh that yeah that like IPA lager thing or whatever it was. Yeah yeah, it's now got a term. It's called uh, West Coast Lager. West Coast Lager, and uh, it's <laughs> it's. It's like these IP hops. Well, I've had like IPLs. Yeah, IPLs. Yeah, it's kind of like okay, an IPL, okay. but they've they've done a rebranding. So I've I've one of the one or two of those. Uh, but look at this one, crystal clear. Wow, that is right. Like beautiful. That looks great. 
while you're taking a sip, this has like that, you know, it's kind of oh. that hazy, murky. I mean, you can kind of see, and it has that sweet yeah, yeah. lactose, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like citrus lactose to it. It's it, that's one of those kinds. Oh my god, very good, but not my favorite kind of IPAs. I think what you have is more along the lines of what I like. That you clear a little bit more amber, a little bit more malty. Yeah, not necessarily like super hop forward. But hop bitter. A hop bitter. It's got Simcoe, Mosaic, Nelson, Citra, and Amarillo. Wow, that's and a lot of hops. <laughs> it's a lot of hops. And let me tell you, if you want to talk, this is like the Long Island of, of IPAs because this is so dangerous. Like you mean the Long Island like drink, not Long Island, New York. Long Island. No, like Long Island iced tea. Yeah, 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 how you can I mean. yeah, how it's chock full of alcohol. It's all but booze. you can't even but you can't even taste it. Exactly. It's, you know. Every single stout that we have, if you have a stout that's above 12%, then you're tasting the alcohol, you're tasting the barrels that it's, boozy, it's aged yeah, in. Yeah. They're boozy. This just tastes like an IPA. You put this next to any crystal clear double IPA, and it's gonna it it's it tastes just as crisp and clean as it. You know, like you and I could knock back four packs of this and we'd <laughs> be floored. <laughs> we'd be floored, but it 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 tastes like a regular it tastes like a dippa for sure. Tastes like Imperial. So if you if you put it along side like a six percenter then you're just like hey have this six percenter <laughs> next thing you know the guy's just like laid no, out on, <laughs> like he's pulling up the rug underneath the underneath the kitchen table for a blanket right know? right oh man dangerous this don't is want to say i've ever been there beer. but uh, no yeah. no no we have not no we chilled our children listen to this we have never been that right drunk so how's your week? Yeah, week was good. Um, so I did a crazy thing, sold all my camera gear. No way. I sold it all. So a few years ago, I sold I sold all my Nikon stuff. I had Nikon uh-huh. uh, D7200, D7100, Nikon lenses, Sigma lenses, all all Nikon stuff, right? APS-C. Sigma. Sigma. Yeah, exactly. All APS-C. <laughs> Sigma though. lens. No. So Sigma right now, like all the kids love the memes for American Psycho. <laughs> Whatever you say, Sigma to kids. If you say Sigma to the the to the Gen Zer, what are they now? Okay, the Gen Zers. Okay, they just they start pursing their lips, just like uh, Christian Bale in American Psycho. Really? Yeah, they love American Psycho. Oh, okay. These these Gen Zers. Anyway, sorry, sorry. Sigma lenses. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. So that was a few years ago, and uh-huh. then I I jumped into the Micro Four Third space. So oh yeah, I had yeah. Lumix Micro Four Third. So I sold three camera bodies. Okay. Uh, a grip, you know, that goes on to like the Lumix G9. I sold where on on eBay. Uh, no, I sold it to this thing like K E H, and I didn't want to deal with trying to get like you know an extra five bucks for a lens. It wasn't worth okay. it. I got good prices and stuff, so I wasn't too. It wasn't too bad. So and I all that gear, and I wound up with this guy. Uh huh. Sony Alpha. Yeah, Sony A7R4. Isn't that an alpha lens or something? An alpha? Isn't that that alpha thing? Yeah, yeah. That little alpha logo. Exactly. So the the Sony A7R4, I got a 35 millimeter F1.4 G Master mm-hmm. lens. I mean, this thing, this is the sharpest camera I've ever shot with. It is insane how this thing operates. It destroys any cameras I've ever had in the past. Really? Yeah. I mean, so all that camera gear for this guy, that's it. <laughs> that's all I got is this one camera, this one lens, and I'm good, man. One body to rule them all. 
that's it. One body, one lens. I mean, when you're looking at, you know, if you could see, I got that, well, maybe you can't see, but that big full frame sensor in there. That's amazing. How big is that lens, that sensor? Yeah, it's it's 35 millimeters, so it's like film. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so it's a full frame sensor, um, 61 megapixels. Mm-hmm. So if I'm shooting uncompressed raw, it's 128 megapixel or, or me- megabyte files. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like insane. It's insane. But man, I'll tell you the detail, the sharpness, the light gathering ability of the lens. I mean, it is it is just an amazingly incredible beast of a of a thing and like i said it took all my camera gear to get this one thing but awesome um, well worth it well worth it and actually i think it was even it didn't even all my camera gear was even less money i got than what this thing cost but i bought it used too so did you buy it from the same place that you sold that other stuff or no i found it on ebay i got both the lens and the body used okay actually i take that back the the body was refurbished and then the lens I got used, lens is super clean, you know. Uh-huh. Body's thirty five hundred. Okay. I got it refurbished for two grand. And then the lens is like sixteen hundred. I bought it used for like a thousand. All out the door, three grand and change. Uh yeah. Yeah. Like roughly three thousand. Otherwise would have been about wow. forty five hundred. Crazy. You know? So I was just like, you know what, man? I don't care. I've done used stuff in the past. Always had good luck. Let some other schmuck pay the depreciation. <laughs> and refurbished, you know, refurbished. It's it's gonna have full like, warranty, you know. full everything. So it's it's it, you know it's fine. It's perfect. And the thing is, I got tired of doing the mental gymnastics of trying to figure out like, well, seventeen and a half is like shooting a thirty-five, and f one point four is like shooting two point eight. You know, and for the depth of field, I, I got tired of. The mental gymnastics trying to figure out how to make my pictures look like what i want them to look like you're just like this is it so i just got rid of it all i mean a a huge box of stuff i shipped out oh that's awesome and and you know the other thing too is it's like you have all these lenses you have all this stuff and i'm just like you know what man i'm trying to i got the 20 i got the 17 i got the you know and next thing you know it's like all i want to do is take pictures i love the 35 focal length so that's what i went with awesome you know, so yeah, that was my week. A new camera and get well, getting rid of like that's great a box full of stuff and then a new camera. Yeah. How about you? Awesome. Well, you know, Audrey finished up her season of water polo. So the season's quick. It's only January. Okay. Now she's varsity, right? She's varsity. So they played six league games. They won all six of them. Did they make CIF? They made CIF. Well, I think they made CIF. We have uh, nice. quarterfinals, we have semifinals, and then finals this next week, and I think that's CIF. Okay. Um, what is it called? Stanford, California Inter something something. Intermural Federation. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, California Intermural Federation. And then there's different, like depending on the size of the school, there's different, like there's the southern section, the central section. And then within the southern section, it's like kind of like a D1, D2 kind of a classification then. Right, right, right. So we're we're trying to we're trying to pick it up. I think they're top of the top of this their their league. But we played some out of league games that were um, that were tough that the girls lost. But Audrey, right before last weekend, she kind of uh, she hurt her finger. She had her her pointer finger. That was uh, that was sprained. You know, we went, we got it X-rayed like that. Oh yeah, 
well that what is that that's like a you got like a blood blood blister <laughs> that was a blood blister <laughs> yeah right on the tip of my f- dude when that happened i thought i ripped off the tip of my finger oh yeah and i looked and i was like oh it's still there it's still there <laughs> no in the middle of the game she's got ice on her hand right so i walk so i walk over to her really because she's pow- she's like uh, she's like upset and i'm just like why are you upset and she goes, because he won't put me back in the game. I said, well. Now, they have a bench. Like, I mean, it's just what? On the, on the, on the ledge or something? What does the bench and water pole look like? No, the the bench is, you know, in this in this nice school, uh, we played at La Cunada the weekend. Uh, so La Cunada Flint Ridge has a brand new pool, pool only two weeks old. Oh, wow. <laughs> beautiful scoreboard, beautiful space. You know, everything's all new. Um, but they just have chairs under a tent. So like under a little pop up. Uh, but the girls are all sitting there. We have about three or four, you know, bench positions for the girls, uh, girls varsity. And and Audrey's sitting out and she plays. Usually she plays like three quarters of the game. And she was sitting out after like the first first quarter. But she's got ice on her hand. Right. And by. Is that why they pulled her? Because she got injured. Yeah. Because she got injured. But she was like, she had her ice, she had her hand heist. So right after halftime, I go over there and I'm like, I'm like, what's wrong? Is your hand okay? She goes, my hand's okay, but I want him to put me back, back in and he won't put me back in. I said, well, if you have your hand in ice, <laughs> if you're cradling it like that, then why would he put you back in hurt? If you don't think it's hurt, then let you, then you can stop carrying the ice and you can try to get back in if that's what you want. Right. Like, and I said, show me the hand, put some tape on it. She showed me the hand. She, she flexed her fingers. She said it hurts, but it just stings a little bit. I could play through this. I want to play. We're down. What did she do to do that? A girl came in and kind of, you know, they kind of climb on top of you a little bit. And, and after they climb on top of you once they get called and, that means they have to back off. So then if they keep like pressing on you after they've been told to back off, then they get ejected for 20 seconds. Okay. So this girl was ejected for 20 seconds, but she had already climbed on top of Audrey and like jammed her finger by jamming the ball into her hand, you know? Mm, okay. So, yeah. So I was like, let's tape it up. Let's do something. But they didn't have any tape. We didn't have any of that stuff. She's just got back in. And so like later on that evening, we look at it and, I was like, how does your finger feel? She goes, it feels okay. It hurts, but it's like a dull pain. And she showed it to me and it's like black and blue. And it's Broken? Like, it's, Did it break? Well, I was like, all right, we got to go to urgent care. You know, we'll let's get to urgent care before, before it closes. Got to urgent care. Yeah. Get x-rays or something. Uh, x-rays come up negative. Well, that's good. No break, but it's still sprained. So we got a splint. We got the, they call it a frog. It's a metal frog. They put around there and tape it up. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a splint, you know? And then you buddy tape it. So she's played, she played a couple, she played one game since then or two games since then. And the first game, she kind of sat up most of the game. And then the second game, you know, she really wanted, it was the, it was the last game of the regular season and it was against the rivals Burbank high. And, uh, she wanted to play in that one. And her shots were like, they were sailing, you know, <laughs> they're kind of like going off her finger. She couldn't grip with it, you know? Right. And it's buddy taped to that middle finger. So she's got like three fingers instead of four and, you know, trying not to make excuses and stuff, but you know, she's just disappointed in, in her own play, but so she's feeling better now. And I think she's going to keep it, keep it going for the semifinals. And I think, you know, even with a buddy tape, I think it's, it's, it's a lot better now. Like in practice, she's, she's nailing the, the goals now. So do you think the other team was watching? 
watching game footage and said like you gotta you gotta like get after this uh audrey girl or something <laughs> no the uh, la canada flint ridge is just like phenomenal they have like their coaches from uh this rose bowl club uh so like they know a lot of the girls like we have two girls or two or three girls on on rose bowl and they have six starters on rose bowl so it's like the big club team in the area for for girls oh okay so yeah. audrey's gonna do that rose bowl this year and off season so hopefully we can oh okay we can uh she can amp up her game along with all the uh tony acevedo clinics that she's doing and stuff is she a senior this year or no this year she's a junior, she's a junior so she's okay. another she's another year yeah um, so she's going to do that, but that's, that's been basically our, our whole month <laughs> is that, um, and then we have one more, one more week. Well, it's not over yet though, because they made CIF. Right, exactly. So we have one more week here of a couple more games and then we'll see, we'll see how it all settles out where, where we land then. Uh, but we also have, uh, Audrey's birthday coming up. So we're going to, we're going to try to figure that out with, with all these games and practices. Oh yeah. But that's about it. Yeah. And then Bryce still has his MMA stuff and he's like just powering through that stuff. MMA. <laughs> MMA. And yeah. He's, he's going to have like cauliflowered ears and. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's great. So yeah, just a, a week. A normal typical week getting back into the swing of like non-holiday stuff which is which i like well that's cool the you know that they're doing uh, they're being successful with water polo and boys water polo at cabrillo high school where i work is uh, they won cif champions man that's amazing that's great it's like second time in school history. I think the first time was like mid nineties or something. Wow. So yeah, yeah. They won the whole thing and they were like from every game they entered, it was like they were the underdogs and they just went all oh, the way wow. through underdog in every game until they <laughs> win the whole thing. It was amazing. Everyone counted them out for everything. Did you watch any of the, uh, the championship football NFL today? No, no, I didn't. No. Marissa worked and it was like survival mode. Me trying to keep the boys from killing each other. <laughs> yeah anything exciting happen oh no i mean it's just uh it's i wanted the niners the niners didn't win um audrey wanted joe burrow joe burrow uh lost to kansas city so you know kansas city and um and philadelphia eh, i like kansas city i hope kansas city wins i'm not i can't i can't root for any of the other nfc east teams i just can't i just it goes against your moral uh upbringing <laughs> right exactly exactly Com commanders fan through and through well yeah that's like me you know like if the packers make it to the super oh, bowl like oh. i'm automatically an afc fan <laughs> By by right. Yes. You know? Yes. Awesome. Uh, that's hilarious. All right, man. Cool. So um, let's jump into a couple of trailers. We have two tonight. Okay. Let's just start with uh, The Mandalorian Season 3. I think this trailer, it's not trying to excite new fans. I think it's established. I think it's just trying to tell the people who have already been into it, like, here's what's to come. And just keep watching because this is the way. <laughs> level up. Level up. Let's le let's keep it keep it going, right? You know Grogu. You know Mando. You're in it to win it. Exactly. And even brings up the... the prior story about how he took his helmet off right doesn't even say he took his helmet off what he says is i need to go and make amends exactly exactly 
and all the fans already know, like, well, because he took his helmet off. Right, exactly. If you weren't a fan, you'd be like, make amends for what? But they're not trying to get new people. They're just trying to tell you, like, oh, here's the mission he's on. You have to be in on it to to be in to be in. You have to be in the know to to get any of this thing that's going on. Yeah, exactly. Correct. But did you see? Did you see? So I had I had a uh, three themes that carry through these two trailers so three themes um okay well well uh <laughs> we'll save it till after we do the second one okay yeah i was like i don't know if i got <laughs> any of the themes but okay space i got it space you're gonna watch you're gonna watch yeah i think it looks great it just it carries on through the the legacy of mandalorian and i mean obviously star wars overall i mean yeah, I'm sold. I wasn't never not sold, you know. So I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> do, do you think? Do you think that they were missing? So I I work for Disney, but I do not know for a fact. And I, I I think it probably definitely has another season, but it had a finality to it. It felt like this is the final season, and I felt like they should have said like the last. You know, this is the way, and this is the last season, or something like that. You know what I mean? And maybe they're leaving it open, or maybe they've already done signed up for the fourth season. So, so I don't know. But it feels it feels more final than than the other stuff, right? I didn't get the vibe. I felt they were just going okay. through and saying, "Here's the next season." And I mean, I don't know how it's going to end. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna watch it because you're gonna watch it. You're gonna watch it. Like sometimes when you watch a show, uh, you know, a series. Game of Thrones is a big one. Like you went into the last season or or even the Harry Potter movies. You're going into it and you know, like, this is the finale. Right. And everybody's in. And of course, everyone's disappointed for whatever the reason. Right. With Game <laughs> yeah. of Thrones. But nothing indicates that this is the last season, that that this is the finale. And I think it's like just here's more Mando and watch it because it's whatever it's going to be like 13 episodes or eight episodes or whatever it is, whatever. Yeah. Watch it. And when it's done, like we're going to give you more Star Wars after this. So what's the point anyway? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't think there is a finale. I think it's just they're going to keep just doling it out to you, you know, forever, forever. Ad nauseum. (laughs) Ad nauseum. But you're going to watch. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> you know, we still haven't seen. Oh, what was it? Andor. Andor. Oh, yeah. Andor. Andor. No, still yeah, haven't, still done haven't that. seen Andor. I got to I got I hear it's great. I, we got to. I love it. Yeah. We just have to get to it. It's like there's been just too much else. And now that the holidays are over, like you mentioned earlier, now that the holidays are over and stuff and you got all that behind us, we will have time. And are you watching the new Bad Batch season with the boys? No, not yet. Oh, okay. That's another, another thing one. on yeah. the list. I know that recently came out because they were telling me about it. <laughs> it's funny, though, not to get to what we're watching, but I'm not watching it. So I could talk about it, but right. Mike discovered SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh my God. He's all in. (laughs) And I said, you know, SpongeBob is like this scientific skeptic who, you know, questions like whatever it Uh is, you know, like the, the, I don't even know. I mean, he's just a skeptic. So this is the thing about SpongeBob. He's a skeptic and that, that it's actually a positive thing for, for kids. Yeah. If you watch it, like they'll, he's like a science skeptic, you know? So they'll talk about some, I don't know, snake oil type stuff. Oh, okay. Like, go ahead. Oh, I got 
this I got this like rash. Oh, here, rub this on you. <laughs> you know, this is like some ancient Chinese medicine or something. And then he'll make some. And he squints really hard and he's like, are you sure? And then he'll make some funny uh, quip about it, you know, and that like questions like, you know, is this really a thing versus that versus like modern medicine? Yeah. You know, and then it's like, but it's like down to a child's thing but like adults can really get into it and isn't that our job isn't that our job as 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 fathers to to sow a little bit of doubt into our children <laughs> you know I, mean? I think because so, yeah Anne, no i Anne, agree Anne always gave me she you know she er, early on in the children's lives i i start i start you know just deadpanning lies into them you know what i mean and you kind of just you kind of just sell them a lie and then you dispel it really quickly but you have them have that moment where they believe you wholeheartedly. Uh, right. And then and then you just yank the rug out from under them and you're like, ha see, you shouldn't be so quick to just believe everything you hear. You know what I mean? And exactly. Anne got really upset at that early on. And I'm like, no, this is building this is building in a, a healthy suspicion of what people tell you. I think it's it's healthy to not just blindly believe and, you know, be gullible to these things. And I think and I think it's very as a special bond that you have with your child where you you build it in where you just you you just try to hit it so deadpan and so quickly and with such authority that they have to like does you know they have to dispel it in their own mind they have to come up with it now and it's even funny like you know audrey's boyfriend you know they're 16 17 years old and and uh and i have them in the car or something and something will come up and i'll hit them with something and he just believes it. And I'm like, aha, see? And she, he was like, and Audrey looks at him and is like, don't fall for his lies. He just lies all the time. <laughs> lies. And I'm like, no, no, Audrey, oh, I have to hilarious. I have to help your boyfriend too. It's it's a duty as a father that I must take all the children, regardless of who, and sow a little bit exactly. of doubt so that they so they walk through uh, life a little more cautiously. <laughs> <laughs> well, and another thing, too, speaking of skeptic and not believing everything on its face, they're also huge fans of both older and newer uh, Scooby-Doo's. Ah. So, I mean, even Scooby-Doo's a skeptic, right? Like, you know, if you think about it, like, here's this, like, thing happening, whatever it is, and everyone's like, oh, my God, there's a ghost. And they're like, it's not a ghost. It's this guy trying to scam you to make money. <laughs> <laughs> and they would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for yeah <laughs> exactly so i'm like boys pay attention to this because this is like real life in action played out through like a silly cartoon with a talking right, dog right. barely talking <laughs> all right man let's jump to the best trailer of the year in my opinion so far all right it's february it's early but you know it's good it's a good teaser. Dude, I, I think this has I think this has staying power. It has legs, as they say in the industry. Oh, <laughs> it's a double entendre. No, so Barbie. This is a teaser trailer. It's it's really it's really nice. Yeah, Ted sends me Barbie. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Barbie, Ted? Yes. So, you know, the doll. So I put it on and it starts off. 2001 a space odyssey but instead of the apes instead of the monolith <laughs> the monolith instead of the monolith it's bar it's a giant barbie instead of the apes it's these little girls <laughs> the bone as the as like the weapon tool they start using like their dolls as like weapon tools 
they're they're porcelain headed dolls of the early se- 19th century or whatever <laughs> when they throw the doll in the in the air and it becomes like well it, in the movie in 2001 it's a spaceship but it's the lar- it's the longest jump cut in in cinematic history yeah yeah and they do the same jump cut to like Barbie. And stuff. I mean, it is so brilliant about how this movie or, well, I should say this trailer plays out. Right. And what makes me wonder, though, and I know we talk about this, is what's in the trailer going to be in the movie? Or is this strictly teaser fodder? It's it's teaser trailer. We we now are opening up conversations at work again about this because of the uh, the whole Ana de Armas uh, right uh, the lawsuits that are going on right now. But I believe that this is tra- this is trailer fodder. This is just tease. It's it, it's it's listed as a teaser trailer, so it has a little more license to be like. We're just teasing out what's going on here. Do you, do you think the girls are in the movie? The little girls who are bashing? No. I think that's all teaser stuff. No, I think the minute that we see that it's uh, Margot Robbie and then we see Ken and we see all the other characters that we know that we can conceptually assume a reasonable person watching the trailer as we fall on our legalese. So getting back a reasonable, to reasonable person, person seeing the trailer could say like, aha, that's the... This is the nod to Stanley Kubrick's 2001. Now that we're showing Margot Robbie and her counterparts and all Ken and all of them, then we're into the actual meat of the tri- of the of the movie. The sophisticated audience will know that the early stuff is just an homage, a wink and a nod to Stanley Kubrick, and then the movie will follow with and will follow with other trailers that's going to show us the story of Barbie. But yeah, I mean <laughs> to have those little girls in the cave like huddled together was my favorite shot of all of the shots <laughs> oh and then the ones just beat the shit out of old dolls with her own doll and i mean that was great oh it's so good so good so do you get the three there's three there's three nuanced okay space well they both trailers open on this desert landscape did you notice that okay yeah they both they both open the desert landscape they're both rooted in toys so like i know mandalorian's not bubba fat but the bubba fat action figure okay but star wars action figures right for sure. action figures in general yeah was was what i grew up with and i know that my friends that are girls grew up with barbies and stuff like that and so barbie right so it's a lot of that and the last is uh, uh kim's convenience did you ever watch kim's convenience or is it just me no i don't even know what that is so Kim's Convenience is a Canadian sitcom. Oh, you um, told me about that. Is yeah. that the one she's like Chinese or Korean or something? And They're Korean. It's a Korean family running a convenience store. Yes. Yeah. You told me about it. I've never seen it. The father's uh, Paul's son, and he's in Mandalorian. He has a little scene in, oh, this, okay. in this trailer there. Dude, that's a long stretch. <laughs> I never would have got there. And Simu Liu is in, uh, he's one of the Ken, one of Ken's uh, guy friends. So so it's really crazy. So there's a lot. There's a lot between these two trailers going on. Yeah, I see the resemblance. <laughs> Dude, that what that that last one was way too long for me to uh, of a stretch for me to get there. So sorry. That's all right. That's all right. But yeah, I mean, I don't know where this is going, what it's going to become, but I'll tell you though, man, that opening scene, it has me intrigued. <laughs> I never thought I'd be into watching Barbie, but I might I might be into it. I might uh. be into it cuz it's so close to the 2001 and that was that was just fantastic. It's so good. So very 
very clever. I love when you see clever things like that. And it's just when creative, you know, creative uh, movie producers, directors, trailer cutters, whatever it is, they're stretching the limits to say, like, here's something different that we haven't done yet. Nobody's doing. Everyone's telling you the, the two minute story of a two hour movie in a trailer. Like, that's the point. Right. But this is just so like introducing Barbie <laughs> as if like some, as the model as the model. But it's like we start in prehistoric times of like child entertainment or child toys. Right. And then it was this iconic doll that brings us into the future into modern toys. And it was like, I mean, yeah, the message there was just so amazing. I couldn't believe it. It's very strong. And, and I mean, and it's a quite a juxtaposition. I mean, you, you know, we, we have the Mandalorian, which we're going to watch, but you didn't have to do anything. There's no heavy lift there. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, keep the ball rolling. Yeah. No, you're right. And then this Barbie thing, it's like, ooh, it's intriguing. Uh, you know, Greta Gerwig is a is an amazing- For middle-aged men. <laughs> uh, director. <laughs> hey, there's tons of those. What are they called? The people, the the men who like- Bronies? The bronies. <laughs> yeah, the bronies. <laughs> Maybe there's bar, Barney. Barneys? Bar, 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 bros. That's what we should call them. Or, bar, bar or, bros. Or sponge- <laughs> Sponge square, I don't even know. Whatever. Just put square bro, bros. You put bros on the end of anything, and it's good. Square bros. Square bros. All right, man. So, what are you watching this week? I am uh, happily watching. I continue to watch and uh, servant. Uh, I just make. Oh man, we're all caught up. I make time to watch it. It's so good. Yeah. I mean. Oh man. I'll tell you though. Okay, tell me. When we say three seasons you're out yeah season four is phenomenal oh yeah no this is this is amazing it's ridiculous the the leanne arc in in this what she's come from and what she is now is phenomenal right oh amazing the power the power that she has and the power that she's taken from dorothy is just phenomenal and then the two little old ladies they're they're creepy as as all get out and i love julian finds the box and you're like oh it's the ritual box (laughs) yeah rituals my rock rituals right my friend and then and then he opens the box and it starts going on so i'm like rituals (laughs) and then and then he flips the switch but he doesn't know which one of the 20 dildos That was amazing. The dildos are just flying around. Oh, he's like, I'm I'm Harry Potter's best friend. Damn it! Why am I playing with a box of dildos? Yeah. Oh man, that was that was uh, that scene was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when and when last week we were talking about uh, Kathy Bates, I told yeah the uh, misery. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so like on point with that. I mean, she's standing at the bottom of the bed, just like misery. <laughs> right. And it's like, I got your baby. Take a bite, and I'll hand him to you. <laughs> one more big one. No, and then and then she takes a bite. Take two more. <laughs> Uh, just leading her on man it was insane and i just leanne's whole look her look from the first season to this season i want to go back and see how plain she looked in that first season because now she does her hair she's like ruling the whole household 
it's just so phenomenal the power that she she just exudes without without saying a word with just like her thoughts and her little notebook and just like <laughs> bed bugs and like everything. <laughs> oh, the bed bugs were just that was disgusting. And I like how the the one friend, um, Dorothy's yeah. friend, she has on like the hazmat <laughs> suit, her belts on the outside. It's, it's her dad's uh, her dad's new wife. <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, but her belt is on her the outside, outside of the outside hazmat suit. Cinching up the hazmat suit to make it look more right. feminine or whatever. Yeah. Hilarious. Like, like, Hilarious. Yeah, like fashionable. No, it's so well done. I know. The, the little the little things like that are what I love about when, when things are clever, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right, man, what else are you watching? So it's so funny. So I make time to watch that because I'm like, nobody in my house wants to watch horror movie, but I want to see this on my big screen. I don't want to watch this on my phone anymore. Right. I don't want to fall asleep watching it in bed. Wait, I thought your phone was a big screen. I know. It's a big screen when it's sitting in front of my face, but then it crashes my face when I fall asleep. So I don't want that anymore. <laughs> So I say, and it's, you know, it's like seven o'clock on Saturday morning. I want to get up and I'm going to watch the T watch my scary TV show. Can everybody just like chill out in here? And so everybody just stays in their bedrooms. It's not even that scary, really. It's just intense. It's intense. I know. I know it's, but it's, but it's fun. So I do that. And then, so what else am I watching? Hmm. Oh, uh, talk about Scooby-Doo. I'm watching Velma. And uh, I'm sorry, unpopular opinion. I like Velma. What's that on? It's on uh, Paramount Plus, I believe. Is it like focusing on her character only? It's focusing on her character. Um, it's Mindy Kaling. I think she producing it. She produces it. She plays the voice of Velma. I'll have to check it out because I like her too. Yeah. And they basically have taken every single character in Scooby-Doo and flipped them. So like Shaggy is played by uh, an African-American man who doesn't do drugs, <laughs> doesn't like drugs, and basically is just the smartest person. And doesn't have the munchies. Doesn't have the munchies. He's the smartest person going around. And then Daphne's like her frenemy. Fred. Fred is like, <laughs> is like this uh, man boy. Uh, so that, that I think that those, those two kind of fall in line. But but it's just it's just irreverent. However, I will I will warn you, if you like the Scooby-Doo franchise, this got a 6% on media, on Metacritic, <laughs> so it is beyond <laughs> hated by audience members. <laughs> wow, really? But why do you like it so much, though? I mean... I, I just like it. I think it's tongue-in-cheek. It, 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 okay. It, it, it's irreverent to its... It's self-irreverent, you know? It, it makes fun of... The the guy, you know, like they would have gotten away with it, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's real murders happening. And I think in, in Scooby-Doo, they didn't really ever do murders, right? It's like people were getting scared. It was more like people scamming for like, you know, to to, to leave the property or something or to leave the house. Or, or they're scamming so like the guy inherits the business from, you know. Right. Or he was dumping he was dumping uh, hazardous waste. So he needed to scare people away from the, the lake or whatever. Wait, they were doing it for BP, British Petroleum? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, so I mean, I I'd be interested to see if you if you hate it like the rest of the world or like it just like I'm the only one. <laughs> well, I mean, if it, out of out of hundred people, there's six that like it, so you're one of the. Maybe there'll be seven. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. So I'm one of six. All right. All right. All right. How about you? Are you watching anything good? Yeah. So on Amazon, season two of The Legend of Vox Machina. 
Oh, that's right. It finally, like, it broke big. They're really pushing it on Amazon. Yeah, so that's the Critical Role Dungeons and Dragons, like, uh, you know, streaming thing, which, you know, I tried to watch. The- but you watch it on YouTube, right? Critical Role? Yeah, I thought that was on YouTube. No, it is. Well, that or Twitch or something, but. Okay. But yeah, I've I've watched a few of them. It's just I can't watch five hours of people playing Dungeons and Dragons every week. You know, it's it's a game to be played, not right. watched, in okay. my opinion. Though I have watched a little bit of it, and it's it's very entertaining. I mean, when you have a bunch of whatever it is, six or seven voice actors uh-huh. in a room playing Dungeons and Dragons, acting out like all this stuff, like it's super entertaining because like they're just entertaining people. Right. So they, they, for those who don't know, they reimagined the actual game they were playing into an animated series that's on Amazon, The Legend of Vox Machina. And Vox Machina, so they're all voice actors, and Vox Machina is, is Latin for voice machine. Nice. And it's kind of like a nod to themselves with that. Right. Season two is very good. Um, it's animated, but not for kids. Okay. <laughs> Foul language, sexual content, you know, just all that kind of stuff. I would say the same thing about Velma. Okay, good good to know. There's a there's a all girl shower scene in the first in the pilot episode. <laughs> and they <laughs> I I'm, I'm there. But yeah, so that we're, we're watching that. We uh so far it's six episodes. I okay. think it's only six episodes and we have watched five, so we have one episode to go. Again, very good. And then in the where are they now category? The hatchet wielding hitchhiker. Oh, I did. I did finish this on your on your on your suggestion, dude. Is that that whole story is crazy? So bizarre. So bizarre. I love how you're watching it. Right, you're an hour into the into the dock, and all this stuff happens, and then it says three weeks after the hatchet, and you're like, wait, three? <laughs> all that happened in three weeks? <laughs> what? He was lost and found like dozens of times within three weeks. <laughs> I mean, he's on Jimmy Kimmel. He's doing like all in three weeks. So typically in that kind of documentary, you know, where it's a bunch of talking heads, you kind of think like, okay, the talking heads, this is just a talking head thing. And there's going to be some video pieces with, you know, with Kai in it. And the, the video pieces are going to be important. But there's something about the backgrounds of every stand-up, of every head and shoulders that they interviewed that was so important. It was like every person that they interviewed gave this air of just like, just like wealthy. Like they were just, they were well-to-do people. Like interviewing in their, in their houses and stuff, do you mean? In their houses and stuff. And the, and the main guy, what did he lose? Like 40 pounds between the time that he was first on camera and now? (laughs) Oh yeah, he got got thin, thin, And, and he was like, he was just so taken by the whole thing and he felt so responsible. I just love his, his whole feeling through the whole thing. And, you know, and it opens great where he's like, he's calling right now. Look, he's calling from the penitentiary right now. Right. Yeah. It's so crazy that he felt all that. He felt a lot of weight, I think, you know, but it's amazing. It's an amazing story. I'm glad. So Bryce came out to the, to the, I was watching it as trainer fodder. And then Bryce was with me one morning and he watched, we watched uh, a comedy special and then I turned it on for like the last five minutes of my my walk, my my workout. And it was a it was kind of an uh, an innocuous five minutes in the middle. He said, "Oh, uh, did you finish that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I finished it. You're not watching the rest of that." 
I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's not worth it. You're not going to enjoy it. It's not for you. Uh, sorry. And he was like, oh, no, there's, there's other things to watch. He wasn't that into it. And I'm like, good. <laughs> I, th- I think it's more of like, is it for kids? Not for kids, but like can kids see it or kids not see it and stuff. I don't even know if that's even an issue. It's like it was like a meme for right. a couple of weeks. It's a flash. And then yeah. it disappeared. It's a, yeah, flash in a pan, right. lightning in a bottle. And if you're not if you're not aware of what was going on when all that was going on, right. it's like meaningless to you. But it's crazy that like one month of of the hatchet wheeling hitchhiker kind of thing goes by. Right. Where they're doing like the auto tunes and <laughs> I, I remember that. Yeah. But, <laughs> smash, smash, smash. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Smash, 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 <laughs> you know, and and the guy's like a hero, and then he turns up like, right. you know, a killer and stuff. And Hero to any hero at the speed of virality, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. It was it, it was it was incredible. And, like, how does he find Ugh. his way in New Jersey or wherever the hell that was? So you know? crazy. And so crazy. I know. That was, that was uh, um, and, like, I saw it. I've been putting it off for, like, a month. And finally, I'm like, ah, you know, I'll watch it. I remember the meme. Net- Netflix served it up to you just enough time. Over and over and over to where I finally said, fine. (laughs) We're going to get this. We're going to get this doc watcher to watch this one documentary. (laughs) And, you know, they're given like the the pump, the fist pump. It's like, yeah, he watched. He did it. He did it. (laughs) And then look, this other guy, he stopped watching it for like a month and then he watched the end of it. Look at that. (laughs) And we know they're friends through our data. So they must have talked. So you keep pumping it. Dude, but you sent me that Bill Burr thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Speaking of that, right? So it's an Instagram. <laughs> I click on the Instagram, whatever, to watch it. It's a. I think it's a YouTube. Isn't it? Wasn't a YouTube like short on Instagram though? Oh, okay, on Instagram, but it was a YouTube short on Instagram. Okay. Okay, sure. I see how that something like that. Yeah, I see how it was. Well, I you know I saw that whole stand up routine. You know that hour that 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 right uh, special that he did special. Bill Burr's a funny guy, super crass but funny guy. Love him. And no no joke though, man. Minutes later, minutes. I open. I'm like, oh, let's see what's on YouTube. Boom, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. I mean, they're just pumping Bill Burr at me. I'm like, <laughs> that's creepy. Ted shares a Bill Burr bit through instagram and youtube's pumping it at me now i'm just like right oh my god man like everybody's watching picks it up and it tosses it at you it's horrible (laughs) makes me want to check out you have no control over that huh oh speaking of which this is something very interesting okay so i know that my son like he's what is he 13 he He, he loves TikTok, right? And forever, I'm just like, TikTok's a Chinese company. It's going to take all your data. They, they're key, That's what you they're said? keystroke, you know, recording. On your Huawei phone. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm all about the conspiracy of TikTok. Sure. And uh, But both both Audrey and Bryce watch TikToks 24-7. Oh, boy. So, so this week, I'm driving Bryce home one day this week at school, from school. And he says to me, he goes, um, I don't want you guys to freak out. <laughs> And I'm like, fuck, what the hell? That's, that's how, how, he starts how do you start it? a conversation like this? <laughs> I love and, it. And I said, all right, I'm driving, you know, and it's just me and him in the car because we're going to go get his, his sister. Um, and she has water polo practice. So he and I hang out in the car for like an hour and a half. We go to, we go to the library, we go eat something, whatever. 
so this is our hour and a half together. <laughs> he says, I don't want you to freak out. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to freak out. <laughs> Do I need to call mommy and we have this through? She's like, no, no, no just, I'll tell you. I deleted, uh, I deleted TikTok from my phone. I deleted TikTok and YouTube from my phone. Why would you freak out? He deleted TikTok and YouTube from his phone on his own. Why though? Why? Because he just was spending too much time on it. And I said, "What? So what are you? So what are you replacing? Really? What are you replacing that time with? That's good self control. Because you're gonna, you still, you're still on your device. You're still on your device as much as <laughs> as much as you are. The Bible. So he texts his friends a lot more. And he got on chess.com. So he's playing chess <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty nonstop. Okay. And then the third thing he does is he does Duolingo. <laughs> so, so he's doing, he's like learning three languages. He's learning Japanese, uh, German, and Spanish. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you going to learn all the languages at the same time? And he's like, I just, I just switch it up, you know? Latin, Germanic, and Asian, <laughs> covering his bases. Yeah, and then I'm just like, all right, I, you know, however long this is last, I, you know, and I said, why did you do it? He goes, I don't know, just try, just trying new things. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy, because that's a that's I'm impressed. I'm impressed. If you t- if you told me to take Instagram off my phone, I'd be like, you can rip it from my dead <laughs> dead hand. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know, I I was thinking about that too. It's like how face. Facebook was a thing, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden it's like, ah, oh, my grandma's on Facebook, and then Instagram's a thing. Ah, oh, my dad's on Instagram <laughs> now. TikTok's a thing. You know, it's like they got to go wherever the parents aren't. You know, right, right. And I think I think he still has Snapchat with his friends, which is kind of scary to me. Um, but you know, I, I I still have the phone. You know, I still grab the phone. I don't let him go to bed with it and stuff. So yeah, no, that's so smart. I, that that's that's all we can do. But yeah, I was really really proud of him in that moment. So no, I agree with you, man. That's amazing for a kid to have. He's on it. I mean, it's this addictive thing. You know, it's like yeah. the Skinner box, right? Like push the button, get the the cocaine hit. <laughs> Get the dope, get the dope dopamine hit. <laughs> yeah, get the dopamine hit. And he's like, nope, spending too much time. I'm deleting it, you know, and just like cold turkey in that thing. I mean, like just that's impressive. I'm 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 yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I think that's amazing. We're still trying to get him to read a little more. And he's still on his phone. And he's like, I'm playing chess. I'm like, I know you're playing chess. I know you're doing your little chess things. But but, but- here's war and peace. How about you try this? <laughs> You gotta read. You gotta read some more, kid. Um, so we're still cutting down on screen time a- a- as a whole, but you know, hey, I I think it's it's little little battles like this, and and to me, I was just like, fuck, there was no way I was gonna tell somebody, you know what I mean? It would it would be so hypocritical for me to say like, well, you should take it, you know, other than me, you know, just saying TikTok's a foreign company. It's kind of hypocritical because I'm on my Instagram a lot, you know what I mean? So I, I I'm not gonna be like that big of a hypocrite uh but yeah so he did he did that yeah no i think that's amazing that's so that's what he's not watching is not watching as many tiktoks good good no that's cool that's cool what else you watch anything else no that's about it um just youtube stuff you know i've been watching like with this new camera i've been watching like the you know youtube tutorials youtube here's how to set up the menu and you know and so you know sony's a weird company <laughs> They make some of the best screens on the planet 
and then they put the shittiest LCDs on their camera and stuff. Oh, really? You know, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like their sensors are great. Their lenses are great. The screen on the back? All that. And then the the rear sensors, like, just junk. You know, it's like, okay, I guess. The guy at Costco told me that uh, they buy their new big screen TV, big big screen screens from LG. Sony does. Sony does. So it has Sony computers and Sony processors and stuff like that. Interesting. And I'm sure there's NVIDIA chips and stuff in there. Yeah. But the screens themselves are LGs. So that's why he was like, get the LG. It's like a thousand bucks less. And it's the same, the same uh, pixels, same OLED. Right. Well, and that's like when you look at Nikon cameras, Nikon cameras have all Sony sensors in them. Wow. So it's like you're buying a Nikon with the Nikon name and all that kind of stuff and <laughs> branding and their like, yeah. interface. But your images are probably going to look the same as like a Sony image. Right. Because your sensors, you know, and <laughs> yeah, it's just it's I, I guess the Nikon glass, too. If you're looking at the the Nikkor, what is it? The Nikkor is that? Yeah. The lenses and all that stuff. But but yeah, it's just crazy how like they're just all sharing their all their stuff. And like you think you're getting like right. a Sony TV, but it's like an LG and you get a Nikon camera, but it's a Sony, <laughs> you know, like it's just whatever. Welcome to a global uh, marketplace, I guess, right? Exactly, exactly. It's like the cars, it's, uh, you know, you roll up the Porsche window and it says VW on the glass or something, you know, something like that. Yeah, you're driving like the Chevy, like uh, Silverado, you know, made in Canada. You know, it's like it's like half it's like the bodies in Canada, the drivetrains from Mexico and it's an American car and it's like by American assembled, assembled in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. By American, whatever that. Means. Right. Exactly. Uh, speaking of which. So, OK, so the last thing that I'm watching this week and watching as a family is National Treasure. So National Treasure is a series. You're talking about with Nick Cage. No, it's a series. Not Nick Cage. It's a Nick Cage spinoff series. Okay. On on Disney Plus, and uh, we're about whatever we're caught up. It's very interesting. Like in the beginning, the fact that it didn't have Nick Cage kind of soured the family on it. Is it along the lines of the movie? It's it is it is uh, it has Sandusky, which is the Harvey Keitel character, the FBI agent. Right, but I mean, it's where they find the national treasure at the end, and it's it's yeah it's a spin on all that kind of stuff. It's a spin on that, and it's a different kind of national treasure. Okay, okay. Um, whereas this is kind of um, this has, plays on the Native Americans of Central and South America. And all the Americas, the Incas, the Mayans, and the Aztecs. So those uh, original Americans um, have kind of a history, and they have. They, we follow the a Mexican dreamer, you know the the DACA, the DACA. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the people who are they're brought here as like an infant, but yet they're not a citizen, right? So she's a she's DACA and, she, you know, we have to deal with all the intricacies of, of the pol- politics of being DACA. Sure. And it's just well done. And, and, and it's so funny because the first two episodes. I'll check it out. It's kind of hard to just like, oh, I, I think Nick Cage would really be great. Like you really want to see Nick Cage in the first two episodes, the first two or three episodes. But then eventually you get into the story of what they're telling you. And it's a different story. And it's, you know, it's done a little campy. It's done a little TV-esque. You know, it's it's more more of a TV show than a movie. TV pacing. It had TV pacing, but also TV themes and the way that they come together. 
and the the bunch of kids, they're a bunch of 20-something kids that are running around solving this stuff. Okay. But it's so funny how the musical theme brings you emotionally into uh, National Treasure. So <laughs> it has oh. when when they're when they're reaching a crescendo, when they're reaching this critical, thrilling moment of the story where Somebody's giving an impassioned uh, uh, rally cry to why they're going to continue on with this this treasure hunt. Then they 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 pump the theme song, they pump the theme music of the first two National Treasure movies, and it's done so well that it just it puts you emotionally in that place where you're like, okay, this is this is this is raising us to the level of the movies, even though you know stylistically through the pacing through everything is kind of television-esque right but this theme music just has the heart of the original in it so it's interesting the, and and the boys totally can watch you know this is like family fair it's it's good good time for all okay so would you suggest we watch the movies first or do you need to i mean you guys have seen the movies have you seen? Well, me and Clarissa have. The boys haven't. Oh, the boys should see the movies. Yeah. See the movies first. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll do that. And then uh, maybe we'll do that this coming weekend. We can do like a National Treasure weekend. and then we- Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> like with the movies. And then we can start the show. Oh, my God. My, my kids love the movies. <laughs> we watch. We watch the movies over and over and over again. Oh, I do, too. I think the movies are, are, are cool. <laughs> All right. Awesome. How, how's your beer? How's your beer finishing? Well, my beer is finished, and I think uh, it, it warmer was a little better than colder. Okay. The so warmer brought out some of the more spices, some of the more uh, mildly grain complexity and stuff. It, it toned down the sweetness a little bit as it warmed. I think the, the cold temps, when it was right out of the fridge, I think that kind of stifled the more complex flavors and it just brought forth that like super sweet part of it you know that's great so as it warmed it got better how about you how about you how was your beer my beer held it's a it's held it's held its own 13 percenter it's it's definitely 13 percent from the way that i'm feeling <laughs> but the taste man uh el segundo chef's kiss it's it is it is this is the best 13 percent beer i've ever had and it's the nuclear what now a nuclear bomb or something nuclear power plant nuclear power plant that's what it is there you go it is a four pack to reckon with we, we should definitely get a four pack when you, come down. <laughs> you me and frank could just have uh you me frank and chris could just have one beer each and then we'll, uh, well <laughs> we'll can have like half of one beer <laughs> So can Frank. They they should split one. Yeah. No, I'll shoot Sandy a text to be like, hey, get some of these. I want to come in and get them. <laughs> yeah, she should carry these and she should definitely try try some because, man, it, I like El Segundo as a company generally. Yeah, yeah. But this this one is is something special. A quad quadruple IPA. Like, come on. That's crazy. And just really quick, what I've been watching, too, on YouTube, uh, I've been doing a deep dive on this guy's YouTube channel for homebrew. Okay. And it's like just some a lot of it I'm already doing. I already know about. I'm already, you know, like it's just part of my brew process or whatever. Yeah. But there's been a few nuggets in there that I'm like, oh, wow, that's cool. I should try that, you know, or I'll try this or um, I need to be more aware, even though I'm aware, I need to be 
more aware of this, you know, like temperature or something. Or right. So I think next weekend I'm gonna go get a few batches, a few recipes, and get brewing and uh, you know, looking into getting my brew on. Awesome. I haven't brewed for a while. I, I have three kegs that are empty and the kegerator is off. It's waiting. It's waiting. So, oh, it's, it. I know. I got to get it going. It's wanting. It's calling from calling for you from from afar. It's, it's yearning. <laughs> so. All right, Ted. All right. All right. You have a good night, man. We'll get this in the can. And 217 next week. 217's in the can. Talk to you later. See you. All right. Later, man. Bye. Bye. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.